Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Been like again, Mac. And, and Mac Jones, he has way more on the line. So that's probably why we're seeing Mac Jones blowing up on the sideline, right, Jordy? Like, Patricia to me acts like a coach who knows his endgame in this organization is much bigger than this, right? This is just a stop, a stopgap or something. He's not worried about getting fired or anything like other play callers would in his position. He knows something's bigger. I don't know if it's GM, head coach, who knows. Man, people have not been shy about showing up Matt Patricia these days. His own players, the opposing defensive coordinator, like we saw this past Monday night or prior to the game, Vance Joseph. What's Matt Patricia's response to all this? Ah, He just laughs it off. Thoughts on that? And also, is Bill Belichick still a master motivator like he was in his early days? All of that coming up next, but first and foremost, it's the Patriots Wire podcast. Welcome into the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined by my good friend, Jordy McElroy. Jordy is the managing editor of USA Today's Patriots Wire. It's great to have you all with us. Jordy, how you doing this week? I'm doing great this week, my man. Hey, like I always tell you guys, any winning week is a great week. And the Patriots are coming off of that win over the Arizona Cardinals. You know, what wasn't... What what a, a spectacular performance by by any means, but a win is a win. Let's keep it rolling. Las Vegas next. A win's a win's a win's a win. Whatever that's sake is. Yeah, no, I was talking to my mom, and she's like, "Oh, wasn't that a great game, Ryan?" I'm like, "No, not really, mom. It wasn't that great." She's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "It wasn't that great. I don't know." Uh, because I think it's because of how bad it looked in the first half after Kyler Murray went out. Jordy, yeah, uh, it just took a while for that thing to come together. Now the defense definitely won them that ball game. I thought they shut the Cardinals down in the second half. Josh Uche continues to be just a force. Uh, we'll talk about him here coming up in a little bit. Marcus Jones played almost every snap on defense. He's a freaking little <laughs> stud now. Played all over the place. We'll talk about him as well. Uh, but here's where I wanted to start because the first half, uh, I guess this take kind of changed a little bit, Jordy in the second half when the Patriots got it together and ran away. But when it was looking weird, right, when the Cardinals had that fourth, what was it, fourth and one or something, with a chance Mm -hmm. to, they could have just kicked a field goal to go up 16 to seven or something like that, and it would have been, put the Patriots in a tough spot and said they went for it on fourth down, missed. The Patriots went down and got a field goal, right? Uh, And that was a huge swing in the game because the Patriots got the ball first to start the second half. Again, I'm going on a tangent here, but this is what I was thinking as the Cardinals were kind of taking it to the Patriots with Colt McCoy. And Cliff Kingsbury and that whole operation, I was like, oh, my God, what are we watching? Oh, no. My immediate thought, Jordy, was, is Bill Belichick still this, like, the master motivator, right? Like, when you put all the pieces together, right, from Mac Jones screaming on the sideline to players like Kendrick Bourne calling out the scheme, right, to players being upset, like we heard from Jacoby Myers, with the way Bailey Zappi and and Mac Jones, that situation played out back in that Bears game, right, just to buy it in general. Seems a little questionable at best, right? And now you enter Vance Joseph. <laughs> so uh, fans who have been watching the hard knocks with Arizona, the in-season hard knocks, I was watching that around this game. I, I haven't gotten to the part where they're preparing for the Patriots yet, so I'm interested to yeah. see that. But other than these comments, I would not have known who Vance Joseph is besides the uh, hard knocks show. I wouldn't even know that Vance Joseph 
was the defensive coordinator of Arizona. I just wouldn't. I just They're not a good defense. Nobody talks about that defense. It, it is what it is. But Vance Joseph was all over Patriots radio, Patriots wire, right? Because he, uh, he as the defensive coordinator of the Cardinals, openly threw jabs at the Patriots, uh, telling the media over there that the Patriots offense looks like a defensive guy is calling the plays. He said all they do is run screens. And, uh, <laughs> and Jordy, here's where I wanted to start. There's a sequence in the second quarter that literally had me losing it, right? The Patriots, they're, they're up 7-6 to six at the time. The drive starts at their own 21. Ramondre Stevenson, he had gone down with a left ankle injury, right? He returns to the game for this drive. His foot and ankle is all taped up. You can tell because he had the blue pants and the dark shoes, so, and it was white tape, right? So you could see his foot was taped up, and I'm like, all right, Ramondre is going to try to give it a go. And Patricia calls not one but two consecutive screen passes to Stevenson who we didn't even know could go. We weren't sure, right? I was already yelling at my TV. The first one goes incomplete. The second one, negative two. Mac Jones then picks up the third and 12 somehow to Nelson Aguilar. So first down. But that one goes nowhere. We get to third and 10. There's a false start penalty, third and 15. Guess what they do on third and 15? Another Stevenson screen pass that goes nowhere. Uh-huh. Like, Jordy, that's, dis- that's dysfunction. Like, Patricia either, he, did he realize that Stevenson was taped up and jogging around the sideline? Did he realize that? And does he know that Vance Joseph was calling out the screenplays uh, and that's what they were preparing for? And all you do is just run screens left and right? So I don't know. A, a lot of this kind of bugs me. And it just goes back to that motivator question. Like back in the day, wouldn't comments like that, wouldn't the Patriots have a wrinkle that would maybe they show a screen and then they burn you for a touchdown or something or some trick player? Belichick would rub that right in your face and the Patriots would let you know about it on the field. And Brady would get in your face. He would point at Vance Joseph and say, yeah, take that. Take that screen up your <laughs> up your backside. You know what I mean? Like, times have changed. I'm wondering now, is Bill Belichick still that guy? Can he still take the bulletin board material and take this new generation of player who seems to be less bought in, I guess, if you want to look back again, Kendrick Bourne, Mac Jones, Jacoby Myers, some of the stuff that has come out. Is this a thing still? Can Belichick still take that thing? Sorry for the long uh, intro here, Jordy, but can he still take that thing and make it a winning formula for the Patriots. I'm highly starting to question that now. Well, I mean, you talked about a long intro. It's still going to be a long rest of the season with, I, with Matt Patricia's play calling here right right about now. But, I mean, I mean you kind of answered the question yourself, I believe, when you talked – you said Tom Brady. I mean, when you have a guy like that behind under center, you, you're willing to take a lot more risk and, and do a lot more things. But, I mean, do, does that mean that the Patriots are, are doing right by Mac Jones by calling all these – predictable plays you know no absolutely not like they've got to take the training wheels off at some point but to be to be honest with you man the bulletin board you know all, all of that stuff you know all, all this poking the Patriots the sleeping giant that stuff is dead this is not the same Patriots team of old anymore you know that you have Mac Jones under center and for whatever reason you know I, I believe he could make the plays that they would need him to make downfield but they're not giving him an opportunity and I don't know if Matt Patricia is just if he's just afraid to call to call a play to, that could possibly end up in turnovers if he's just being he's obviously playing it safe you know if it's not screen passes it's little out passes you know for like six yards or something like that so they're, they're, they're not pushing the ball they're not even really trying to and Tyquan Thornton the rookie you know it's easy to kind of look at a guy like that and say that he's not playing well and he's not developing you know you know um, he's not developing well or whatnot but if you actually go back and you watch the tape he's getting free downfield on some plays and they're just not getting it to him now obviously 
some of that's the offensive line as well. You know, Mac Jones, he had no time. Uh, you're playing against uh, an Arizona Cardinals team that they're not they're not hitting. They're not like they're not getting many sacks on this season. They're struggling, and the Patriots historically have done well against JJ Watt, anyways. But I mean, so there's a lot that goes into it, but it's not it's not as simple as guys just not being able to get open. You know, it's it's play calling, and Matt Patricia's incredibly predictable, and it's and it's hurt the Patriots, and it's going to continue to hurt the Patriots, especially coming up on this last stretch of the season when you're going to be seeing some 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 better offenses. You know, like yeah, we can laugh all we want at the at the Las Vegas Raiders, but that team has some skill has some really good skill players over there, and obviously you got the Bengals and the Dolphins and the Bills coming up and all three of those teams have like pretty much juggernaut offenses so yeah I mean they're they're going to have to open things up a little bit more trust Mac take the training wheels off and give them a chance to push the ball down the freaking field you know enough of this patty cake football stuff yeah and it's just like amazing it's like you talk about it being predictable Jordy and it is and you got the opposing defensive coordinator saying oh it's a quick game it's screens that's kind of it's kind of like a defensive guy's calling the plays right and then they literally come out <laughs> And call 12 screens in the game. It's the second most screens they've called all season. It's like, what? <laughs> I understand that the offense is like, it's going through a transition or whatever, but like talk about predictable. I mean, you literally are doing exactly what the defensive coordinator said he was expecting. It's just like. How, he wasn't I mean, even angry. No, like, I mean, get angry. Again, <laughs> and that's where I wanted to go with this. Right. Yeah, exactly. Patricia is he basically said, no, nah, you know, we're good. Like Vance Joseph, he, I think that was taken out of context, right? I don't have your article that was on Patriots Wire right in front of me at the moment, but Patricia basically yeah. said, yeah, nothing to see here. And Jordy, did uh-huh. you see right after the game, you'd have to be watching right after the game went final when they're showing, you know, guys running up and handshaking. Uh, I think the, the camera was kind of trained maybe on Mac Jones, but on the corner of the screen, you could see Vance Joseph had went, went right to Patricia and they kind of had like a little embrace and Vance was talking in his ear and probably saying, hey, man, I didn't mean it or something. And Patricia was just smiling and patting him on the back. Did you did you happen to catch that on the broadcast? I, I, I saw it. I saw it, man. It's just it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> Go ahead. It was sad. Like <laughs> Belichick would have done the shoulder bump and just walked by him. Right. Like <laughs> Patricia's like, hey, man, love you. It's all good. Uh, and Patricia is also hasn't he kind of smiled through all the Mac Jones stuff like the hand like we saw more of the hand waving and screaming during this game. Obviously, the uh, F this F that F the quick game that we saw like, a couple weeks ago. Right. Patricia has not lost his cool at all. Uh, he's just kind of smiled through all of this. And it kind of to me and we also saw the dapping it up right with Mac. It kind of comes across. Patricia does like a guy. And this is just like a developing uh, opinion or take or whatever. He seems like a guy who is comfortable in his own struggles, if that makes sense, right? Like he doesn't seem to be pressing or losing it when these things happen. Like again, Mac and and Mac Jones, he has way more on the line. So that's probably why we're seeing Mac Jones blowing up on the sideline, right, Jordy? Like Patricia to me acts like a coach who knows his end game in this organization is much bigger than this, right? This is just a stop, a stop gap or something. He's not worried about getting fired or anything like other play callers would in his position, he knows something's bigger. I don't know if it's GM, head coach, who knows. But I don't know. When I saw Patricia laughing it up with Vance Joseph, smiling and hugging Mac Jones, talking to the media this week, being like, oh, it's all good. That was taken out of context. No, it wasn't, Matt. It wasn't. So I just feel like he knows there's something bigger for him coming in this organization. Again, that's something that's been talked about. People have speculated, is Patricia going to be the next head coach of the Patriots? Is that why McDaniels left and, and Patricia's still here? I don't know. GM, head coach, something. I'm starting to think about it even more now and just seeing how 
how he smiles through all this, Jordy. He doesn't seem to have a care in the world. To, to your point, to show you how cool Patricia's been, I mean, just look at the guy. Like, like, like that pencil, it's just been stuck to his ear. It hasn't even moved. Like, like yeah, one like inch. Jot down just, some notes or something, man. Yeah, it's it's just there. I mean, I mean, you know, you see Tom Brady breaking tablets, Max over here dropping f bombs. I mean, damn it, Patricia, break a pencil, <laughs> do something, get get mad, get well, mad. But, but then no, you'd have to sharpen it again. You know, you'd have to find a pencil sharpener, uh, yeah, and that'd be a whole thing. That's a good point. That's a really good point. But yeah, man. I mean, or it could be like some some heirloom or something we just don't know about that was handed down to him. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, it's one of these things, yeah. You know, Vance Joseph, he said what he said. I mean, obviously, I'm not I – don't, I don't think he said it with, like, malicious intent or anything like that. But he said what he said. And to be honest with you, he's right. I mean, it, it does look like a defensive play caller calling the it. offense. So, yeah, he, he wasn't lying. So, it's, it's one of those things. But, obviously, like you said, you know, I mean, Matt Patricia, you got to kind of pound your chest a little bit and, and think, like, yeah, man, he, he's – He's saying you can't do your job. He's saying you can't really call offensive plays. I mean, get angry about it. You know, you know, show 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 a heartbeat there. But uh, he he could be feeling like he's riding a gravy train right now because what, what are they going to do? Fire him from offensive coordinator? Ah, never mind. He's not even the offensive coordinator because we don't have one right now. Right. So he's just. He's basically working in an invisible job right now, and he's just kind of just there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could understand why he wouldn't have a care in the world. Meanwhile, you know, Mac Jones, his ass is sort of on the line here. You know, you, you've set this guy up for failure, and you can see why he gets mad. Like, I, you know, I, I hear some people kind of complaining about him dropping F-bombs or whatnot and him kind of going off and on the sidelines and everything, but I think he's starting to feel the heat here. You know, fans are – you were hearing the Zappy chants earlier in the season, and you, you see people you see the talking heads on the media. They're talking about how he's not that good or how he's overrated and all this stuff. But then you look at his situation. I mean, the guy has a defensive play caller calling the offensive plays for him. Matt Patricia has his former defensive assistant from the Detroit Lions drawing up the pass. Plays. Matt Patricia is, is coaching the freaking offensive line. And then you look around and Jacoby Myers is your best receiver. Like, that's all you have. And then even Colt McCoy stepping behind the Cardinals. You know, Colt McCoy, he's going to throw it out there to DeAndre Hopkins. And then, you know, he has Marquise Hollywood Brown on the other side. And then, you know, hey, maybe he'll dish it to Robbie Anderson here or there. And then a week, a week, week back, Josh Allen and all of his weapons. Then he had Kirk Cousins and all of his weapons. Where are Mac Jones' weapons? I mean, what is he supposed to do out here? So, of course, he's mad. I mean, you people are turning on the guy, and there's nothing he can do. The, the play calling has been incompetent. Sorry, not sorry, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, his feet are being held to the fire more, and he feels the walls closing in on him a little bit while Matt just kind of sits there and does Matt Patricia things. But you know what? At least his pencil's fine. <laughs> Matty P's just like, ah, oh, Jordy, it's all good, man. No problem. I understand where you're coming from. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that's totally it. You know, Mac Jones has plenty of weapons. Marcus Jones, that's his, that's his new weapon on offense, his new toy. Now Marcus Jones has to play every, every phase. Eight snaps on offense, 67 snaps on defense, 11 snaps on special teams for Marcus Jones. That's amazing. What did he say after the game? Fatigue is real. Is that what he said after the game? Oh, man. So good. But yeah. that isn't even the snap count. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, and I love me some Marcus Jones. Uh, and we were talking about him when, back when he was inactive. So I feel good about that, Jordy. But Josh Uche, uh, let's talk about him, right? His snaps is really what jumps out when you look at the snap counts in this ballgame. He played 64% 
of the snaps, 48 out of 75. Might not seem high to people listening that don't aren't nerds and look at the snap chart every game like I do, but <laughs> 64% of the snaps for Josh Uche is a major deviation from what we've seen. He has been a situational player uh, throughout his time here. We heard in the preseason that he might play inside, outside. We might see him more. That hasn't really happened. Uh, but now we're seeing him being used more as like an actual edge opposite Judon. And is it too early to say he's now a rising star? Like he is, he's turning into a guy that you can't block. And now you have Uche on one side and Judon on the other, Jordy. And I, I mean, it, it might be going overboard to say it's one of the best rush tandems in football right now, but it looked better than the Cardinals with JJ Watt on Monday night, right? It's dangerous. <laughs> it's a key part to this defense. And I think it's something, the Josh Uche thing is something to watch. Like, you know, I mean, Belichick, the GM, he might have hit one on Uche. It took him a few years and took him a while to actually put him on the field. But now he's doing it in the in the guys producing and he looks like a force out there. I, I'm loving me some Josh Uche. What do you think about him? Yeah. And I mean, I don't think it's too soon to say that that's one of the best pass rushing tandems in football. I mean, they together, those two are absolute beasts um, out there getting after the quarterback and feasting on some sack lunches there. But, you know, like Uche, this is something that. This is something that a lot of a lot of Patriots fans expected. I mean, but they obviously expected to see it earlier in the season. But hey, it is what it is. I just did a piece on him, and I think I well, I ended it with better late than never, right? So Uche has he is definitely he's on the rise, man, and he's he's getting more confident and he's making more plays, and and it's going to keep rising. This is the this is the type of playmaker that he can be on the field. Uh, can't, Cam Jordan from the New Orleans Saints, legendary defensive end, you know, he was breaking down Uche in the loss against the Buffalo Bills, and Cam Jordan made this comparison. He said that on some plays, Uche looked like Von Miller coming off the edge. Same move. Huge, yep. The ghost move. Huge yep. comparison. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's really impressive. And Matt Judon has said this multiple times, and he said it again after the game on Monday night. He said that he is not the best pass rusher for the New England Patriots. He's been, he has been singing Josh Uche's praises. So, you know, Matt Judon's a, pr- a prideful guy, and he sees him – he sees him behind the scenes, so he knows what he's looking at. Josh Uche's a future star in this league on a rise. Now let's just hope, let's just hope and pray when his contract comes up that the Patriots are willing to shell out the money to keep him because he could be making himself some big, big money here really soon. No doubt, yes. Again, 64% of the snaps, I, I believe that's a career high. Career high for Josh Uche. Let's keep an eye on that and see how it goes. All right, it's on to Vegas. It's on to Vegas. We'll talk about the Raiders and Patriots coming up, but first, just a quick, quick shout out. Uh, now the Patriots do need better weapons needs to be better than Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar has to be better holding on to the football. These are all topics we've talked about, but before we move on to our break here, huge shout out to Nelson Aguilar for, uh, getting Devonte Parker's yeah. back. Right. Jordy, I know this is a yeah. topic that's been covered quite a bit. Patriots wires covered it. Everyone's talking about it. I want to spend a ton of time on it, but you know, Devonte Parker basically calling out the NFL, thanking Aguilar on Twitter, uh, makes this, you know, even a bigger story, but just shout out to Nelson Aguilar for just you know shutting that play down and saying no 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 I'm going to get my teammate off the field and then kind of escorting him off the field. I mean, yeah, that, we got to see more of that in the NFL. So uh, Aguilar got to hold on to the football better. But man, uh, I it's easy to forget about all that stuff, the drops when you see something like that. That was one of the lasting images from the game. Thankfully, it's it's an image like that and not Mac Jones swearing at people. Uh, that that <laughs> that moment with Aguilar and Parker, yeah, it should resonate. That was that was a pretty cool thing to see, and hopefully the NFL took notice of that. 
definitely a human element of the game, and you, and you love to see it. I mean, obviously, when Devontae Parker got up, you, you could see on the television screen that he wasn't right. I mean, he was on wobbly legs. His yeah. eyes looked kind of unfocused. And, you know, thank God that thank God that Nelson Aguilar, he was able to notice that and, and see it because they were getting ready to run another play. And, you know, God knows what could have happened if they, they got that playoff. So, yeah, good on Nelson Aguilar, man. You love to see it. Yep, shout out to Nelson. And uh, we're moving on to Vegas. I'm actually headed to Vegas, Jordy. We'll talk about that here coming up. But first, uh, you got any fantasy matchups coming up? Playoffs? Jordy, this week, you got any leagues that you're still alive in? So you know what? I'm actually going to the playoffs in both leagues. Oh, so the, look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm balling this year, my man. So, you know, the, <laughs> in one league, I'm actually the number two seed, which is pretty awesome. And I get a first round bye. And then in the, in the other league, I actually, at one point, I was last place in the entire league. And now I'm in the playoffs as number six seed. So, you know what that means, kids? Look Don't out. give up. Nope. <laughs> exactly. Don't Look out up. for you, Fight man. For your You're going to go win that thing. <laughs> Yeah, so I got fantasy playoffs myself coming up. Got one team, 14-team league. I got Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Mark Andrews. Oh, baby. I got a a good team. So I'm hoping I'm the three seed. I'm hoping I can make some moves. But I do have some tough decisions. And our friend Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com, he knows what to do. He's going to give us some advice for the fantasy playoffs. And then Jordy and I will be right back to talk Vegas. Stick with us. This is the Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Playoffs. I'm Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to bring you strong plays for Week 15. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Matt Ryan at the Minnesota Vikings. Ryan, coming out of the bye week, takes on a Vikings defense that has allowed eight finishes of QB 13 or better in the last nine games. Just two defenses have given up more points to quarterbacks in 2022, and one of them allowed double the rushing scores as Minnesota. This matchup is 30.3% better than league average. Even a fading star like Ryan should be able to exploit Minnesota's secondary. Kansas City Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco at Houston Texans. This matchup profiles better for Pacheco finding success than his red hot backfield mate Jarek McKinnon. Since week 9, running backs have averaged the 7th most rushing yards per game and a touchdown every 36.8 attempts, but this is the number one defense to exploit on the year. 15 times a running back has made it into double-digit PPR territory, and this matchup is 28.6% better than league average. McKinnon will get his, but Pacheco should finish on the border between RB1 and number 2 performers. Washington Commanders wide receiver Jahan Dotson versus New York Giants. The rookie wideout posted 5 receptions for 54 yards and a touchdown on nine targets before the bye week hit. Now, Dotson will take on a Giants defense again, his opponent from the aforementioned Week 13 showing. He was involved more as a receiver of late, and it wouldn't be a surprise to see that continue down the stretch. New York has allowed wide receivers top 10 stats for receptions and yardage per contest since Week 9, and this defense has given up a touchdown per game to the position during that window. Tight end David Njoku, Cleveland Browns versus Baltimore Ravens. After missing Week 13 with a bum knee only to return for a 7-catch, 59-yard, one-touchdown line on nine looks in his first contest with Deshaun Watson under center, Njoku faces a Baltimore defense that has done a pretty good job of limiting tight ends of late. He was good for 14.1 fantasy points without scoring a touchdown in Week 7. Consecutive tight ends have posted at least 12 PPR points against this defense in the most recent pair of games, and eight tight ends have posted at least 10 points versus the Ravens in 2022. Six touchdowns have been scored by the position on the year. Don't be scared off by the name brand of Baltimore's defense. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. 
That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with the huddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, we're back. Uh, Patriots heading to Vegas. Unfortunately, it's not the Sunday night game. Probably better for you, though, Jordy, right? You're, you'd rather cover the game a little bit earlier, right? For you, you're not going to be up all night now, so that's good. But for me, I'm actually heading to Vegas, as I said, with my brother and my oh. dad. So uh, I was really looking forward to this game being in primetime. Instead, it's going to be the 105 kickoff in Vegas local time. So I'm still crying in my cornflakes over that one, but I'll get over it, right? Uh, but right now, if you look at the sports books, typical sports book on the app, it's basically a pick em, right? The Raiders are a half-point favorite at home uh, while the Patriots are playing against Arizona on Monday night, and I don't believe that line has changed at the time of our recording here on Wednesday. So, yeah, so that, that's where we're at. We'll be talking about this game. It's, it's a really close one, tough one to gauge, right? Have you ever been to Vegas, though, Jordy? Have you ever, have you ever made that trip? You know what? I have never been to Vegas, so you're going to have to see me a lot of cool pictures. I will. I will. I'll send you some pictures of my bet slips, hopefully winning ones. Uh, I plan <laughs> to spend some time in the sports book because there's lots of football this weekend. You got the Saturday games. You got the Sunday games, right, with the Patriots. Uh, it's always a fun time of the year when you start uh, having games on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to the stadium. So, Jordy, I know you'll be looking for me in the stadium, even though we've never met. You'll be looking for me in the stadium on TV. I know that. So I'm going to be on the um, the Raiders stadium is really cool. I can't wait to see it. One side has the uh, the open skyline and then the other side is kind of enclosed. And we're actually on the skyline side. So the skyline will be to our backs. So I'm going to have to walk around and maybe see that view a little bit. But again, it would have been better at night in Vegas to see that freaking skyline with the lights. And now we're kicking off at one o'clock um, again. Not gonna try. I'm not gonna lose my mind over that, Jordy. But I'm not happy. Giants, Commanders, <laughs> Giants, Commanders, flexing the Patriots out. Okay, oh. what's your, what's your leadoff thought though? Enough of that. And I'm sure other Patriots fans are are heading to Vegas for this ball game. It's probably a uh, very cliche trip, but I don't care. It's gonna be fun. Hope to see some people out there. If I see a Patriots jersey, I'll be high fiving you. Uh, but this game is, uh, like I said, a pick them on the sportsbook app, Jordy. What's your like just gut feeling about this ball game? Patriots, Raiders. Belichick and McDaniels go head-to-head for the first time since McDaniels was was with uh, the Broncos when he was a young pup, right? How do you feel about this game? I mean, this game is it's, it's way better than, than Heineke versus Jones. Like, come on now. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. I, I, get, I, I agree so much. Right? Belichick versus McDaniels? Like, come on, man. I mean, yeah. This is this this is this is more this is a more intriguing storyline than Commanders and Giants. Yeah, we can both agree on that. They've like, seen enough on. screen passes on primetime, I guess. The the NBC <laughs> has, so they're like, no more. That's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, it's this isn't this isn't a give me game for the Patriots by any stretch of the imagination. Uh Belichick has not has not been gr- the greatest against former assistant coaches, and he's going against Josh McDaniels, who who knows the Patriots organization inside and out. You know, he was the guy he was the guy in Mac Jones's ear, yeah, coaching him up. So he he knows all about that quarterback. He knows he knows how that team is built. 
He knows everything about it. And you kind of saw it in the preseason. You know, and I get it. Some people are like, yeah, you know, it's the preseason. It doesn't matter. And it really doesn't. But still, the Patriots got their asses kicked in that game. And it was one of those eye-opening ass whoopings where you're just like, oh, my God, this Patriots team is going to be awful this year. I remember everybody losing their minds. Don't you? I mean, good. Oh, 100%. It was Jared Stidham. Jordy, it was it was so it wasn't only the Raiders coming out there and whooping our ass with McDaniels calling the plays against us. It was Stidham in the backups against the Patriots starters. And they look like a well-oiled machine out there and the Patriots had could do nothing. And it was like, oh no. Oh no. It's, it's us against their backup defense and or third string defense or whatever it was, and we couldn't move the ball. And it was like, oh no, oh no, you know. Oh man, yeah. No, I agree. That preseason game was eye opening. Diddy was daddy on the field in that game, which is just really embarrassing. But I mean, yeah, it's 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 one of those games. It's not not a gimme. It's going to be tough. Obviously, the Raiders they have a lot of issues going on over there. Uh, but I I still like the Patriots' chances. You know, going on the road and 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 face McDaniel's. And this is a, this is a must win for them. They need this game and and. Judon and Uche, they should be able to create plenty of problems for the for the Raiders offense. And then you're hoping you're hoping that some of these screen plays work, man. They have to work. <laughs> yeah, because believe me, we're we're gonna be throwing them. We know that. Uh you know, we were talking about Belichick earlier, like can he motivate his players? Uh I have my serious doubts about that, at least with this group of, you know, this generation of the Patriots. But his career record against former assistants and players, it's not as good as you would think, right, Jordy? I mean Last time we faced Josh McDaniels, way back when, right, when Josh was coaching the Broncos, but the Broncos won that game, right? I still remember McDaniels running around the field, pumping his fist. I think, was this his quarterback, Kyle Orton or something? Oh, it was God. like, oh, my God. And they beat us. It was like, what? And then the Patriots lost to Matt Patricia. When Patricia was was coaching Detroit and the Lions were terrible, and they beat us with Tom Brady. It was like, what? He lost multiple times to Mike Vrabel, obviously, that tough playoff loss in 2019. Vrabel has kind of owned the Patriots. We have one win over him, but that was when the Titans were so banged up, right? I don't think they had Derrick Henry. They had all kinds of injuries. Lost to Brian Flores. We could go down the list. They've lost to a lot of previous assistants and uh, or former players. So no. these are not like you would think Belichick would have the edge, but usually it's been the, the other way around. And yeah, I think the, uh, the institutional knowledge of McDaniels and how Belichick thinks and what he wants to do and him being in lockstep with Mac Jones last year. I think all of this is giving me pause and making me worried about this game. Uh, yeah, I'm not like quick to just jump on the Patriots, even as a half point underdog or a money line bet here on the road. Like I'm worried. I'm worried. I think if I thought anything more of Derek Carr, I'd probably say Raiders without hesitation, <laughs> but I think Carr is awful. I do. I think he's terrible. So at least we got that going for us here, but man, the Josh McDaniels thing, as bad as he's looked this year in his team with blowing all these leads and as, as just as demoralizing as that loss for the Raiders against the Rams and Baker Mayfield was a few weeks ago. Holy crap. Or two weeks or whatever that was. Holy crap. It's just like you look at that and you're like, we can't lose to this team. But I still have my doubts. Like, Jordy, I would not be surprised if Derek Carr looks like Tom Brady and Devontae Adams is, looks like Randy Moss. You know what I mean? And they're out there and they're shredding the Patriots. And Josh Jacobs looks like, you know, Corey Dillon. And it's just like, here we go. Uh, and it's like Raiders put up a bunch of points. I would not be surprised at all if that happens. 
Yeah, Darren Waller could be back. They have they they have some talent there, um, in in in, in Vegas there. So this this is this is not this is no pushover of a challenge here. Yeah, the Patriots. I feel like they should win. I just do. I feel like they're the better football team all around. Um, I, I have a lot of faith in that defense. I think they can cause a lot of problems. But you know, then again, you're you're, you're hoping Jack Jones is good, and and obviously, you know, J- Jalen Mills. He's expected to be back, and so you know he he might be able to to help out a little bit on the back end of that defense if Jack Jones can't go. But but yeah yeah I'm I'm still I still like the Patriots. I expect them to have a good game. I expect I expect them to play well, and I expect them to get the win here. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the Patriots have proven they can beat backup quarterbacks this year. We know that <laughs> they've done that plenty, including this past week against Arizona. And I just think. I think Derek Carr is the the epitome. He's just like a backup quarterback to me. I don't think he's very good. Uh, I think he's he's had a couple good seasons in his career, but there have been seasons where he just looks like he can't play and can't throw. Uh, and I think it's kind of one of those years. I mean, yeah, he can hit Devontae Adams if you just chuck it up there for, for him, but uh, I don't think much of Derek Carr. I think there's a gene in this Raiders team where they're, they're just losing these leads left and right. They're just mm-hmm. this, like losing gene in that team. I wouldn't be surprised if it continues. Yeah, I think, especially with a spread this close, I would lean Patriots. I'm not betting multiple units on it. I'll probably put a small wager on this ball game, Jordy, uh, in Vegas when I'm out there. I, I just can't. I'm not going to put like big money on it because I don't feel great about this. I, I really do feel like it's a toss-up. It's kind of a coin flip. It's red or black. Which one are we going on the roulette wheel, right? Like, here we go. I'm already getting fired up to get in that damn casino. Look at me. I was about to say, you, better, you better save some of your money for the casino, I'm getting, man. Yeah, man. Oh, God, the blackjack table. Yeah. Yeah, the only question is, how much do I want to lose at the poker table is the real question. Uh, so if I could stay away from that thing, I'll probably be fine. Like Blackjack, I'll be fine. Craps, I'll be fine. If I go to the poker table, I could get cleaned out. <laughs> so let's not, let's not go there. Ooh, ooh, pocket kings, I'm all in. All my money. Oh, wait, that's real cash? Oh, no. How much did I put in the middle? Okay. Um, yeah, so small wager, small lean on the Patriots. Uh I don't feel great about it. You do you feel confident about it, Jordy? Do you think the Patriots go and win this game? Do you have confidence? You sounded strong in your opinion there. I mean, I, like, man, do I feel confident? I would say, I would say, I'm maybe, I would say, I'm maybe seventy thirty. That's okay. okay. That's not super confident. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. So we'll you're, say that. so you're one just, unit, one unit, one betting unit. On yeah. This. I mean, it's just it's the Josh McDaniels thing, and you know, and that's a talented team. Like that's where I keep getting back to. That team is. I mean, they they're not winning games. Kind of like what you what you just said. Um, you know, they're they're losing these games at the last minute, but at the at the drop of a dime, they can they can flip it on, and you just don't know when or how. You know, I I like to compare them to, and and obviously this might even this this is still sort of a stretch because this team is just. This team is ridiculously stacked and talented. But the Minnesota Vikings, they were a team that were in the same boat last year. Now, obviously, they weren't as bad as the Raiders in terms of record. It was close, you know. But but they were just – they were one of those teams that you, you knew they had the talent. Like, they had a lot of skilled players over there. They were a good football team. The team you're seeing now is pretty much the same team that, that was there last year. So, I mean, they had that talent, but they just – they could not win games. And like you said, the, the the losing gene, there's just something there where they just couldn't win games, but then there were times where they would just flip it on, and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot how, how good this team really is. So, I'm hoping we don't have a flip-the-switch moment here with the Raiders this weekend because it could certainly happen. But if not – I think the Patriots, they should get the the job done. They have to get the job done. There's there's no no if, what, buts about it. This is a must-win situation for the Patriots. 
Got to win it. Should be fun. Yeah, Josh McDaniels, he knows what the Patriots are doing. He knows Mac Jones. Well, Belichick should know McDaniels. He's running the Patriots offense over there, right? The old offense, at least. Belichick should he know, did. too. So Belichick should, he should be able to coach circles around Josh McDaniels. Come on. That's your that's your student for crying out loud. So, yeah. So, <laughs> should be fun. Pat's Vegas. Wish me luck. We'll be back next week. I'll, I might be hooked up to an IV doing the show next week, Jordy. We'll see. I might be in recovery mode. I might be leaning on you even more than I usually do for the program <laughs> to get us through the podcast <laughs> and your knowledge and your energy. Uh, I might need you next week, man. So make sure you're nice and rested up because I'm going to be banged up next week. Guaranteed when we're talking on this thing. Just let's not let's not have any any hangover <laughs> any hangover movie tropes or anything out there. Take care of yourself, my man. I hope you have I hope you have a lot of fun, man. It's a much deserved trip. I appreciate that, man. And to all the other Patriots fans listening that are heading out to Vegas, I'll see you out there. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.